Dan Mitchison is our U.S. correspondent. Hello, Dan. Hello again, Andrew. It's lovely when the American, the American political system seems a whole lot more stable than the U.K. one. It's nice to have the uh, heat taken off us for just a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> Justice Amy Coney Barrett is denying attempting to block Biden's student loan forgiveness plan from taking effect. Yeah, and that was supposed to happen this weekend or is happening this weekend. I mean, the Republicans aren't too fond of it. Uh, Biden has been big on it. He's been talking about it for a couple of years now. And the cancellations are supposed to begin, I believe, on Sunday. And there was a challenge to stop it uh, through this taxpayers group in Wisconsin. Actually, there were a couple of, of uh, challenges against this. But the Supreme Court justice, as you mentioned, Amy Coney Barrett, rejected it. Although there will be more challenges in the pipeline, apparently. And we had a, another court that threw it out uh, because it couldn't show that it was... It would, you know, personally harmed by the loan relief is what they're saying right now, that there was anything terribly against it. And people are saying, well, how did this get through so fast? And why did she why was she chosen to do this? Well, Barrett is the designated um, justice to act on any emergency matters um, from from that that may come up like this. So that's why she was chosen for this particular one. But uh, it looks like it's going to go through on this weekend. And. You know, a lot of people are happy for it, especially if you've racked up a couple of hundred thousand dollars in student loans over the years. Yeah. Hey, so here come the midterms, but also here comes the presidential election eventually, 2024. And is this true? A dozen Republicans uh, in, in the race for this thing? I thought it might have sorted itself out a little bit more by now. Well, um, there's going to be a lot more people, but basically this is the, the first get-together, the big, first big get-together of potential candidates or, or contenders. Um, just to give you a few, it's going to be held in uh, Las Vegas. It is the uh, Republican-Jewish Coalition leadership meeting. It'll be next month. So what they're doing is they're gathering people that have an interest in this. And we have former Vice President Mike Pence, which isn't a surprise, Ted Cruz, Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida, no surprise there, and former Governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, just to name a few. And that's, you know, Andrew, that's kind of what I find interesting uh, is because he ran against Trump, didn't last too long uh, last time around, and became sort of an ally in 2016. And then Trump seemed to throw him under the bus, too, Hmm. um, because he started speaking out against Trump. And I don't know how far he's going to get in the the run-up to 24. I don't know how far any of these people are really going to get. Um, and, and especially this guy, too, because he has some baggage, uh, a lot of it tied to former President Trump. And as for him, I mean, he's still he's still flirting with running, of course, and it looks like he will launch a campaign, but he hasn't been listed as a speaker on this gathering. And I think what they're waiting to do is to see what happens after the midterms in just about two and a half or three weeks. After that, all we're going to be talking about for the next 24 months is the lead up to 2024. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, so um, the Trump factor in the, in the midterms as well, mm-hmm. uh, it always was strong. But of course, with what's been happening with the uh, January 6th committee, mm-hmm. uh, is that Trump factor eased away a bit? It has, but he's still kind of like the godfather of the Republican Party, and people are afraid of him uh, because they know that he has a strong base. They know that he is still leading in a lot of polls, but I think there is um, a chink in his armor right now, as they might might say, and I think that's why you're getting more people that are starting to step up to the platform and saying, well, we don't know if he is, we don't know if he isn't, but we're at a point in time right now where we're going to have to make a decision. So this is why a lot of them are going to show up for this meeting next month, because even though it's two years away, it's still not a lot of time. You still have to raise money. You still have to get your name out there. I mean, there's a lot to go into this whole thing. Right. Um, Everyone's talking about wasteful government spending when we talk about inflation. So tell me about some wasteful government spending. I will tell you about a nearly $2 million toilet that is uh, making news around the world right now in San Francisco. It's in a place called Noe Valley there. It's an upscale neighborhood. 
and uh, the, 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 it's like $1.7 million, and nothing's ever cheap in, in San Francisco, Andrew. I mean, the land's at a premium there. There's permits. There's always delays. There's earthquake retrofits. But the average price for a home in San Francisco is uh, somewhere between like $1.2 and $1.5 million. That's for an entire home. So this is drawing outrage, and there was a ceremony that was scheduled um, when, <laughs> when this opened yesterday, but it was canceled because of the bad press on this. And the Parks and, and Rec Department today is now saying, well, hold on here. There's more to this in the headline. Uh, we don't even have a final design on it. But something tells me that they're going to be downscaling this considerably in the coming weeks before they even break ground, because there is no way you're going to get away with, especially <laughs> on an election year like this, with spending nearly $2 million on a public restroom. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. You've done very, very well indeed. And I thank you so much, Dan Mitchison. Have yourself a great weekend.